Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Habits, Happy Homes podcast hosted by the Guelph Family Health Study. If you're interested in the most recent research and helpful tips for a healthy, balanced living for you and your family, then this podcast is for you. In each episode, we'll bring you topics that are important to your growing family and guests who will share their expertise and experience with you. Our quick tips will help your family build healthy habits for a happy home. Welcome back to the Healthy Habits, Happy Homes podcast. I'm Lisa Tang. And I'm Sabrina Douglas. Before we get started, we wanted to mention a study recently published by the Guelph Family Health Study team, which looked at the impact of COVID-19 on health behaviors, stress, and food security among a sample of families with young children in Guelph. They found that meal and eating routines have changed, screen time has increased, and physical activity has decreased. Families reported that increases in stress were due to balancing work with childcare and homeschooling and financial instability. These findings are consistent with what we've been hearing from parents in our interviews this season. And we hope that the tips our guests provide along with the resources we're linking are helpful for families trying to maintain healthy and balanced routines at home. If you're interested in reading the full article, you can find the link on wellfamilyhealthstudy.com slash publications, and we'll also link the website in our show notes. All right, and today on the podcast, we're welcoming Shannon, who we know because she is coordinating the Family Stress Study, which we'll let Shannon explain, but it is an adjacent study to the Guelph Family Health Study. Also joining Shannon is her husband, James. So welcome, and thank you both for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Um, so to start off, can you both um, introduce yourselves to the listeners? Sure. Um, so as Sabrina said, um, my name is Shannon, and I'm the study coordinator for the Family Stress Study, which is a new study that's being done as another cohort with the Guelph Family Health Study. And we're it's not an intervention study, but we're looking at how stress Family stress affects uh, young children, which seems to be very timely in uh, what's going on with the world today and COVID in particular. Uh, so that's a three-year study, and we're inviting families with children between the ages of two to five and looking at how um, their growth over time and their diet and all of that stuff that goes along with it. And I'm James. <laughs> this is my husband, James. <laughs> Great. And can you remind us how old your two girls are? Yeah. So Olivia is 14. And Madeline just turned 11. So Shannon, you mentioned uh, about this, about stress and how this is definitely a time of increased stress. And I know for sure uh, in my own family, uh, the stress definitely increased because like our family routine basically just, you know, just, just went up in flames. So I'm interested how the stay at home order changed your family's routine. Well, at the beginning, it wasn't too difficult for us um, because I had already been working from home in my previous role. So it just sort of transitioned back into me being at home and the kids going off to school and then they were home with us. So that first week we had March break and then it was like, yay, longer March break. And James was also off as well, um, which was great because he got time to do some work that he wanted to do around the house because we're renovating. Um, But then over time it became like just an extended weekend 
So it became more difficult to get the kids motivated in the morning to get up and get dressed and do things because they didn't have something they needed to do every day. And then that became difficult because after James went back to work, because I was working as well um, from home, which has been great. But um, a lot of people think just having young kids is difficult, but any child in the house needs some sort of attention at some point during the day. And that can be difficult, especially when they're bored and they're old enough to be getting on each other's nerves and yeah, so the routines were definitely thrown thrown for a wrench after a while. And you alluded to it seeming like there were extended weekends. What were some of the biggest challenges during that time? Um, getting, like I said, getting the kids up and motivated uh, in the mornings. Having a purpose each yeah. day. Without anything to do, they would just walk around the house uh, asking silly questions or not asking anything just attached to you yeah we called them the covid zombies right because they're just kind of wandering around uh looking for direction looking for something to do because usually we're busy right we're everybody's at school and at work and then on weekends we're visiting family or just being at home but we're busy doing stuff and this just became hard for them to be motivated to find something to do for sure and i can imagine that um you know just the the big change in kind of the routines as you said although it's challenging with young kids i i don't think it gets more or less challenging as children age i think maybe just the challenges kind of are different um perhaps and so i'm interested in some of the strategies like some of the maybe the specific challenges that you had and then the strategies that you found useful um while your kids were at home because although um, you know, this, this, like, like you mentioned, the strategies aren't, uh, or the challenges aren't more or less hard, but they're different. And so I'm interested to hear how, how your strategies kind of met those challenges. Each day, not having school to be to, we, we had to come up with a, a, a schedule of things for them to have to do. And it sounds kind of mean to say, hey, kids, you're going to have to go outside and pick weeds today. But literally, we have a whiteboard in our kitchen, and we made a schedule that each day, today, Olivia, is your day to go and pick weeds. You spend enough time that the, the lawn is weed-free, and by tomorrow, there will be more weeds. And Madeline, tomorrow is your day. There, make sure that the garbage is taken out and uh, recycling the, the compost, all sorts of things that each day they had a particular task that they had to accomplish. That way that there was at least a purpose. They didn't like it. But the days that they had things they had to do, they were much happier, we found. Right. And and I, I, I don't think you mentioned that might sound mean. It's not mean at all. I, I find, um, you know, giving my kids tasks as well stopped my eldest son from just basically spending all day opening and closing the fridge, asking me yes. what he could eat. Yes. <laughs> oh, we forgot to mention that part, too. The, yeah. the, the what, what is there to eat question yeah. came up all the time. But the fridge and the cupboards were always full. There was always food to eat. Yeah. Just it was something to do. Yeah. Yeah, and none of it was appetizing, right? No. No, of course no. not. No. No, because it wasn't pizza or yeah. some other junk, but yeah. if you gave them the junk every day then that would be boring to them. Yeah. Now I'm interested in in the strategies any strategy specific to um, home learning or or whether that was even a priority uh, at the time. Uh, it was in the beginning. We we started off with uh, Duolingo, which is a um, a language learning app 
and we made it a, a family challenge to see who could get the most stars each day. And you get the stars by accomplishing different uh, schedules or, or um, lessons. And we made it a game to see who could, who could beat the other one. Um, reading, reading's always been a, a big thing in our house. Um, and that seemed to take up a lot of time. That was kind of helpful to continue that. Um, the girls have always been very motivated and independent learners. So it, it almost became like, I think they found being learning at home too easy for them. Uh, in a sense, because they didn't, it wasn't enough. There wasn't enough of a challenge. Uh, Olivia was in art for high school for grade nine art. So she enjoyed being able to, you know, have to do projects at home. But I found that it didn't take up too much of their time. I almost wish it had taken more of their yeah. time. <laughs> um, so there wasn't a whole lot of us needing to sit down with them and, you know, say, let's look at your homework and let's look at what the teacher gave you. We did some with, with Maddie because she was only in grade five, but um we did structure the times yeah. in which they would need to be done yeah. in. Yeah. It wasn't a, a free-for-all. No. Homework or math or whatever it was wasn't being done at, at 6 o'clock. It was in more of a school time routine. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like structure was a major component in kind of dealing with some of those challenges that COVID presented. Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Keeping the lunch, like the meals at the same time, right? We're trying to eat. Yeah. Uh, Maddie tends to get up now and she's not, uh, you know, it's 930. And I said, have you had breakfast yet? Right. Because they're a little bit older and they're more independent. You don't need to be on top of them. But at the same time, I don't want them eating no. breakfast at no. 11 o'clock and then lunch at three. And then I'm making dinner at five. So we're trying to keep that that routine up because it's going to come back. Right. With school starting yeah. again, we need to not for it to be such a yeah. shock. Bedtimes were were consistent. Wake up times were fairly consistent. Weekends were still weekends where you could sleep in. But uh, Monday through Friday, you got up, you had your breakfast, and we did whatever homework was there was to do. And then the whiteboard tasks, That's that was the day. And then, you know, 3.30, school time typically ends. Then you can go back to maybe having more of your own free time. Outside of school, have you guys been um, doing any fun activities as a family? We've been calling these core activities. <laughs> Uh, that has been a real challenge to try and keep things that a 14-year-old and, and an 11-year-old find fun to want to do. Um, bike riding, we've been doing bike riding, going for, for family walks. Typically, the 14-year-old's way ahead of us, but uh, it, it, it has been difficult because there really hasn't been much you can do up until more recently when things are starting to open, and even then, might not be something we want to to do even though we're allowed to do because we don't feel comfortable with with that particular setting yeah maddie likes to play lots of like cards and games and stuff like that olivia's a little harder to convince but uh, yeah. she's missing her friends right she's 14 she's gonna be 15 in december and this is difficult because she's not getting to socialize with them yeah. so she has to socialize with mom and dad yeah <laughs> playing with mom and dad is easier when you're 11 but when you're 14 they don't want so much to do with you yeah so, well, yeah, I guess I am not there yet, though I, I, I have been told last year by my eldest son, I'm not allowed to kiss him in front of the school bus anymore. So oh, yeah. things, things are starting to change. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, we've also, that one of the other activities, I guess you could say, is that we've encouraged them and they do most of the time once a week to make a meal. So choose yes. the meal, 
choose what you want to make and then make it. So James will help Maddie with hers. It gives me a break from having to think about the meal and having to cook the meal. And Olivia generally does it on her own. She's a vegetarian as well. So it encourages her to think outside of the box and try to make sure that she's getting enough protein and getting the right amount of um, calories, the right good kind of calories. Um, so that, that's been good too, because they do put a lot of thought into it and they give me their list, they put it on the whiteboard and then we go to the grocery store and get what they need. Um, so that's been good. And Olivia's actually goes to the grocery store with me now every time. Um, so that's been good because it's a meal that at least one meal they won't complain about. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that, that's great. So has this been something that has changed since COVID or is this something you did before COVID? Um, it, it, it's been a sort of a change. They were still included in meals and we, and we had portions of the meals that they were responsible for, say the salad or something easy, but definitely since COVID it's okay. Tuesday is Olivia's night to make dinner. And then Thursdays is, is Madeline's night. Yeah. I heard rumors that Shannon got into bread making at the beginning of quarantine. Is this true? Um, (laughs) There was some bread making, but it was very difficult to find the yeast. So I guess there was no yeast bread. Yeah, and it was delicious. Well, no, it smelled good. I I can't eat it, but it smelled amazing. (laughs) Olivia's been doing a lot of baking. Um, James is gluten free and dairy free, so she's been experimenting a lot with stuff with for him as well. So it's been that's been good. (laughs) Fun, very fun. All right. And if you could go back to March of 2020, when all this um, started to happen, do you guys have any advice that would you would give yourselves? Um, relax a little bit. Like, I, I know we made good decisions, I feel, in terms of like keeping our kids from having, as James says, not enough purpose. But I feel like there were certain things that we could have been a little more relaxed on like TV time or not. TV. We're not a big TV family. Like we, we, I don't want to say we're restrictive, but the kids before COVID only watch TV on weekends and it was in the morning and that was it. Like we don't have the TV on all day. And during the week, there's just, there's not enough time. Right. We only, yeah. So um, I think if we had been a little more relaxed with that, it could have been something that I feel like many, many families were doing. (laughs) And those zombie COVID afternoons where they, after school was done and they just didn't know what to do, but I still had work to do or I was trying to make dinner. Um, I could have been a little more easy just to say, you know what guys, go watch a movie together or something. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of advice, um, since your kids are a a little bit older than uh, some of the families that are listening, because your kids are kind of around the preteen uh, age group. Is there any advice you would give a mom like me, whose children are, um, you know, in kindergarten to, you know, grade four kind of time frame? Uh, it, it just looking back on your experience with, with younger children. Um, the number one thing that I would tell people, I, I don't know if it's just a COVID thing, but it's a, in general is to, is to relax. We, we aren't helicopter parents or bulldozer parents, but we're maybe bordering on that. I find that now we should have just, you know what, get those bumps and the bruises, get those hurt feelings. Um, it, it's going to do them well. And, and we're really opening that up now. Um, hopefully it's not too late, but we're definitely allowing those um, hard times for them to deal with them themselves. And, and to know that we're, we're here to, to, to wipe the tears away, but go and have some difficult times too. Yeah, make some mistakes. Yeah, 
It doesn't yeah. doesn't change who you are as a person. It doesn't make you a bad person. You're, learn. you're just you're going to you learn, learn from, from mistakes. It. Yeah. And the only other thing for me is it, it's a fine line. We're also very we wish not wish, but we would have been a little more free. But also the structure too, though, right? Like bedtimes have always been a big thing with us. Meals have always been very structured, and and then the TV thing, right? Like just trying to encourage them. Our kids are big readers. And they're very creative. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that we were like, just go and do something. Like, here's everything you need to paint a picture. Paint, right? It was never forced on them. And they're both have caught on to that. Madeline's taught herself how to sew because I sew. So she's exposed to that. Um, so I think we have given them that outlet. But at the same time, giving them structure. Like, you're not staying up till 11 o'clock at night. It's, it's bedtime. Yeah. That's really good advice. So I appreciate you guys sharing that. Now, thinking about uh, one day when COVID <laughs> starts to come to an end, um, what is something you're looking forward to doing as a family uh, once it's it's definitely safer to do so? For me, I would like to go on vacation. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I know everybody does. We're, we've yeah. never done, a, we do a lot of camping and, and we've done like small trips here and there. We've gone out east and things like that, but we've never... Other than going to Alaska with my entire family about three years ago, we've never done a big trip as a family. And just thinking about that trip to Alaska, Olivia and I were talking about it this morning and she's like, oh, it'd be so nice to go somewhere together and just explore. Right. So, yeah, that for me, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm looking forward to those days when when we can go, just go. I, I like going to the art galleries and to be able to walk in there now and, and enjoy those things again or. Olivia would really like to go to the mall again. Uh, th those are things that we'll be doing. And I don't know about the mall thing. I'm not crazy about that, but you know, there's a lot of lot of spaces. It's it's really hard to think of things to do that that are a, a safe space now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That's uh, travel seems to be a very consistent uh, response for sure. I think I think a lot of people are are looking forward to that and just and. You know, when I'm, when I'm talking to families of the Guelph Family Health Study, like the intervention families, uh, a lot of the responses are really just having the option to do something and not be concerned, like not have to spend the time in really thinking about it, mm -hmm. the energy it takes to prepare to do something, and then not being concerned that you're going to pick something up. So I think just that yeah. was, you know, that's been such a common response. Fun. Spontaneity. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to go hiking. Uh, it was probably about a month ago. And Jane says, oh, we'll go tomorrow morning. We'll go to Rattlesnake Point. So he goes online and he says, oh, we needed to book an appointment. That's crazy. <laughs> we used to go there every yeah. every week at various places throughout the, uh, through Milton uh, on the Bruce Trail. And now you have to book a time and you only get two hours and you better get in and get out because they're sending you text messages to get out. Yeah, and I appreciate I appreciate that yeah. the, them doing that to it's be careful, necessary. but it was like, oh, okay, well, we're not going. But Maddie wanted to go for her birthday, so I made sure I booked it like a week in advance yeah. <laughs> to make sure we could go. No spontaneity there, yeah, but still fun. Totally, I did the same thing. I showed up though, and I realized there was this <laughs> long line of cars backed up, and we had to turn around and come home. But now yeah. it's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you both. For is is uh, for joining us. Is there anything else you kind of wanted to add, or anything you felt like any experience you wanted to share? No, I nope. think I'm, I'm good. Thank okay, you well, for having us. 
Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy schedules to, to join us on the Healthy Habits, Happy Homes podcast. Awesome. Thank you very much. 